He seized power in a coup and later led the government. But Thailand's prime minister is under growing pressure to step down. What if he doesn't? Could that lead to further unrest? I'm Mohammed Jamjoum, and you're listening to the Inside Story podcast, where we dissect, analyze, and help define major global stories. All right, let's go ahead and bring in our guests. They're all joining us from Bangkok. Jade Donovanik is president of the law faculty at the College of Asian Scholars. Titinan Pong Sudirak is professor and director of the Institute of Security and International Studies at Chulangkorn University. And Sunai Fasuk is a senior researcher in the Asia Division at Human Rights Watch. A warm welcome to you all, and thanks so much for joining us today on Inside Story. Um, Titinan, let me start with you today. Um, the PTP, which is the main opposition party uh, in Thailand, they're seeking a court ruling to try and end the prime minister's term sooner. They want to see it end uh, by August 23rd, I believe, is the date they're looking for. Um, could you please explain this legal strategy um, and the case that they are attempting to make in the constitutional court? Well, the Constitution, uh, we have an article in the Constitution of 2017. Uh, it basically imposes a term limit on any prime minister not to last uh, in, the, in office more than eight years. So at issue here, Mohammed, is, is, you know, how do you count eight years? Uh, I think the, the opposition party, the, um, the various uh, uh, protagonists, people who are filing complaints and petitions, uh, they are trying to count to eight years from the time that Prime Minister Bayut uh, seized power and became Prime Minister back in 2014, in August on August 24th, 2014. So on August 24th this year, um, this would be the time that he would have to leave office. Now there are different ways of counting when he began. Some people, his people, are saying that you know it should be counted when the constitution was promulgated uh, in July 2017, or when the election. Uh, took place in 2019 when he took office then at that time. So different ways of uh, counting the eight years. I think that the, um, you know, the prime minister, his, his popularity, I think, is at a, at a low point and, and he's been around a long time. Uh, people want change. So there's mounting pressure uh, for him to, to step aside, to step down for a, a clean slate so that we have elections. Uh, and that's what we're hoping for, I think, many people in Thailand. But uh, his supporters and his side is the ruling party. Uh, they want him to last all the way to the next election, which must be called by March 2023. So now, you know, the constitutional court uh, is uh, in the hot seat because it has to decide. And remember, too, Mohammed um, and, you know, our viewers that the constitutional court has been deciding uh, in favor of General Bayut um, through the years. So, for example, in um, 2019, in July, you know, his cabinet swore an incomplete oath of office, incomplete oath of office, but they got away with it. The Constitutional Court basically um, said it had no jurisdiction, even though it had to deal with the issues of the Constitution. And then there were other cases where pre pretty much General Prayut got his way through the Constitutional Court, through the Election Commission, through the Anti-Corruption Commission. So there's no reason to doubt this time that the Constitutional Court will decide the same way. Uh, however, uh, public pressure is mounting, so so the judges will be, uh, you know, under a lot of pressure mm -hmm. to to be straight and impartial. Mm. Uh, uh, Jade, um, you know, uh, Titinan just now yes. mentioned something that I wanted to ask you about as well, which is the fact that there there are different yeah. 
yeah. entities on the political scene in Thailand uh, that are, are counting how many years the prime minister has been in office uh, differently. Yes, yes. And it gets a little confusing. Uh, you have some supporters arguing that his premiership began in 2017, uh, which would mean that he could stay in power until 2025. You have others who say that it began after the 2019 election, which, which means he should be able to stay in power in theory until 2027. From your vantage point, who is right? Well, actually, uh, uh, taking from Titinan, uh, Professor Titinan was pointing out that there was an article under the Constitution, which is Article 158, that terms the prime minister no more than eight years. Then there's another article, 264, which said that the cabinet in office prior to the coming into force of the Constitution, the cabinet prior to the Constitution is the cabinet under the Constitution. That means that the cabinet that has been the cabinet ever since prior to the effective date of the Constitution is also the cabinet under the Constitution of 2017. So who is within the cabinet? It is the prime minister, which is General Prayut, as well as the other ministers. So counting General Prayut, it has to be counted from 24th August 2014 on all the way until this year, August the 23rd, then that is the, the correct term, as mm. I see, counting towards uh, the, the, the terms under Article 158, as well as linking to Article 264. Many people were counting that it starts 2017 because they said that the Constitution came into force 6 April 2017. Therefore, it has to be counted on that date. But many others counted after election when he was appointed by, by his majesty, the king, mm -hmm. around June 2019. But for me, the correct interpretation will be that you have to bundle mm -hmm. Article 158 together with 264. Therefore, his term ends the night of the 23rd August of this year. Mm. Uh, Sunai, does the effort to remove the prime minister from office have a lot of public support at this point? And, and if he is not removed, what happens then? What happens next? Well, the sense of dissatisfaction has grown significantly due to poor performance. And let's not forget that Prayut has no legitimacy from the beginning because his stage accrued that overthrew a democratically elected government. He has no legitimacy from the beginning. And now it is a critical juncture which his credential is being questioned based on constitutional rule. And this constitutional rule is actually drafted by Prayut and his uh, cronies. So it is his, you know, his foundation is, is kind of crumbling upon his own doing. So already that, you know, this week there was a resumption of political rally in Bangkok, in the, the outskirts of Bangkok uh, University. And, 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 and there seemed to be assumption already among pro-democracy activists uh, that they are hoping there will be a quick end to Prayut's term, as Kitinan and Jay just said that, mm. you know, uh, it could come in less than a week from now mm. if his term come to an end on the 23rd 
of August. This is very soon. And now democracy groups are not calling for a new street protest. What they are calling for is a free and fair election that will lead to landslide victory of pro-democracy political parties. And that will lead to a genuine kind of transition of Thailand back to democracy, undoing the legacy of military junta, undoing the current constitutional framework, undoing all those institu institutions that have protected Prayut from accountability. So this seems to be the, the, the game plan of pro-democracy movements in Thailand at the moment. Uh, Titinan, Jade just mentioned that there were some protests that happened in the past uh, few days. Um, and, you know, there have been many youth-led protests against the prime minister. Um, do you think that we're going to see more going forward? I think, yes, we will definitely see more going forward. I mean, if going forward means uh, in the months and years ahead. Uh, the reason we have protests and we'll continue to have protests is because people are unhappy. People are unhappy because the political system is unjust, unfair, and, and partial to the one side. You know, basically, I mean, this, this uh, uh, controversy and crisis for Prayut for on this uh, eight-year eight, eight term limit is ironic, uh, Mohammed, because, you know, this, this provision was written not against him, not, it was not meant for him. It was meant for his um, exiled nemesis, uh, someone like Taksin Shinawat, who is uh, living abroad. Uh, it's meant to prevent uh, any individual from dominating electoral politics in Thailand. But now the, the constitution, the law in Thailand now is about power. It's not about fairness and justice. It's about who has the power and who holds the power and how to keep power. So I would not be surprised if the Constitutional Court somehow decides again in general use favor, despite, um, you know, Jade and uh, Dr. Jade and, and, and uh, Mr. Sunai's uh, comments that he lacks legitimacy, that this is a violation of the Constitution, because the various dynamics uh, and the powers that be, I think, are still behind Payut. So that's why we're going to see more protests, because mm -hmm. people see it, especially younger people, because, you know, they look at their future and it's been, it's been taken hostage by the Payut-led regime, and they want to do something about it. We saw that two years ago, and we'll see more of it. Jade, if anger continues to build, uh, and, and if the prime minister doesn't either step down or, or if the constitutional court rules in his favor that he can continue to serve, um, from your vantage point, does that mean that we're looking at the possibility of widespread instability or turmoil? Yes. And, and you see, the, uh, now the demonstrators are not only calling on Prayut to resign. They are calling in, in three prongs. They are calling for constitutional amendment. Secondly, they're calling General Prayut to resign. And thirdly, which is, which is not quite stable for the country, and, and I think that may cause a turmoil again, because they are calling for reform of the monarchy. Those two other things, the constitutional amendment and reform of monarchy, doesn't have anything to do with General Prayut resigning or not. But because General Prayut is not dealing with anything that would be fair and would be seen from the liberal point of view as making something impartial and making something uh, fair and equitable. So, so now he's dragging on, on and on, and then the constitution will be hurt and as well as the monarchy. So I think you may see that things will get worse and worse. And afterwards, if they stay on, you still have another issue about the electoral system that they are trying to drag the electoral system to the parallel system and then to the proportional system, mm -hmm. then now back to the parallel system. 
So no one knows what really happens now and what they really want. And people were saying that the, the, some parties are making agreement that, okay, General Brigitte can stay on, but they want the parallel system because when they head on to the campaign and to the election, they will win drastically. They will win landslide. So who knows what happened now? Everything will be in, in chaotic. Uh, Sunai, I, I want to ask you about um, uh, another aspect of, of what's going on in Thailand uh, right now. Just take a step back for a moment. Uh, in its 2022 World Report, Human Rights Watch said the Thai government further repressed basic rights and cracked down on the youth-led democracy movement in 2021. Uh, what is the overall situation in Thailand right now when it comes to human rights? Well, let's not forget that Thailand is still under emergency decree enforced by General Prayut. And this emergency decree can be activated uh, to the extent that all excess, all form of the, the exercise of fundamental freedom, freedom of expression, assembly association can be totally banned. And dissemination information, such as you know, report by Human Rights Watch, can also be banned and, and punished as false information or disinformation. So he has a very potent tool, which is draconian in nature in his hand already, and he has been using that. That explains why we have hundreds and hundreds of, of youth behind bars are being charged for uh, expressing that their opinions, uh, that dissenting voice against the government. As, as Jay just said, that they had three demands, not only those three demands about prejudice resignation, a new constitution and reform of monarchy, not only these three demands have not been met or responded, they are being punished for making such demands. So this is the, the situation of uh, overall kind of human rights landscape that Thailand has become a draconian repressive society under General Prajut's rule. And how long can people put up with this? My answer is people are not going to tolerate this anymore. That explains why they risk their lives to take to the street. They risk their future. And there's nothing to lose anymore. Uh, Jed and Titinan talk about these youngsters seeing that it is a fight for their better future, to reclaim their rights to determine their own future. This is why they risk being put behind bar. They risk being beaten up by police, being shot at by police, mm. or face charges that can keep them behind bar for decades. This is the risk that these youngsters are taking. Mm. And they see that if now they are pinning their hope that Prayut will be forced out of the office, there will be a new election. If the expectations are not met, who knows what will happen next? Uh, Titinan, you mentioned uh, in your answer a few moments ago, uh, you talked a little bit about former Prime Minister Thaksin, and, uh, and I wanted to, to ask you a little bit about that because you, you wrote a piece entitled Keeping Democratic Institutions Weak, uh, in which you, you wrote a bit about what had happened to the former Prime Minister. And, and one of the things you said in this piece was the worst thing one can do in Thai politics is to run for office and win by a landslide. I just wanted to, to get your perspective on what exactly that means. What did you mean when you wrote that? Well, the, the, the locus of power, the way that power works and is exercised in Thailand uh, is not through popular mandate fundamentally. So you can have elections, you know, we've had, uh, as you know, two military coups over the past two decades and three constitutions over the last 25 years. 
Uh, we've had uh, dissolutions of uh, major big political parties. Imagine in any country uh, that the major political parties are dissolved uh, left and right and time and again. So basically, this is a way of keeping uh, democratic institutions in parliament, political parties, uh, elected representatives, keeping them weak by dissolving the parties, by banning politicians. And, you know, doing so allows uh, the traditional institutions of the military, the bureaucracy, the judiciary, the monarchy to be strong. So basically, uh, it is not possible so far in Thailand uh, to have strong democratic institutions because traditional institutions uh, will reassert re themselves. And we've seen this time and again over the last 25 years, um, and we'll probably see some more of it. But there's a kind of a reckoning that I think is coming along because uh, new demo demographics, younger generations, they, they don't want to put up with this anymore. And, you know, we've gone past the Cold War. We've had the change of the monarch to the, the new monarch. Uh, the previous monarch lasted for, for seven decades. So now I think uh, there's a kind of a new Thailand that the old power centers are unwilling to recognize and accept. And therefore, we have a lot of tension, confrontation, demonstrations, protests. And uh, so far, it's been suppressed, uh, repressed. But uh, over time, in the longer term, uh, it will be very difficult to avoid and to prevent this kind of reckoning from taking place. Afterwards, we can only hope that Thailand will find some kind of a compromise for a way forward. I think if you, li if you listen to the, the message, the demands of these protesters as well, they, they, they want a reform. They don't want a revolution. I mean, this is a country that, uh, you know, is good for compromise, negotiations, uh, degrees of separation are very small. So if you can have some kind of reform so that the various uh, political players, um, the political balance is, is uh, reached uh, in, in a new fashion that is satisfactory to younger people, older people, all mm -hmm. kinds of people, and that's the way forward for Thailand. Jade, are there any indications out there, are there any signs of how the military is viewing all that is going on? I think they're just observing what is going on right now. But they will take action, let's say, after uh, the election. Let's say if the election is had and then Afterwards, the, the liberal got the, uh, the majority of the lower house. Then that majority of the lower house might not bring them a prime minister because you have to have also the, uh, the votes from the Senate. Then if the conservative put together with the, the Senate, then they win the liberal part. People come on the street, the demonstrator, it might be a riot, and then afterwards, the military will take action then, and then maybe another coup stage. Um, let me ask you also, uh, since you mentioned the elections, uh, will the elections actually happen uh, uh, according to the timetable that is, that is laid out? It's expected they're going to happen in March of 2020, 2023. Do you think that's going to be the case? Uh, it might not be in March, because March will be uh, the ending of the term of the parliament. Then around 60 days after the, the, the ending, Okay, no more than that, or 45 days, depending on whether or not the, the parliament is dissolved. If the parliament is dissolved, then you have 60 days. If the parliament just ends with the, the, the actual terms, then it will be 45 days. So March is the ending, about 24 March. Okay, so 24th March is the ending. Then counting from there, 45 days, there will be the election. And then after that, then the, the chaotic situation may, may be uh, occurring. Uh, Sunai, um are you getting any, any indications that, that cracks are emerging in, in the ruling coalition? And, and do you think that there's any chance that the prime minister might step down? Well, Prayut is, I think he is determined to, 
to stay on. Um, first of all, he believed that, uh, you know, against all the facts, he believed that he is the, the holder of, of national unity and stability, which I totally disagree. And he's the cause of division, he's the cause of discontent. Uh, but he seems to think otherwise, and, and he thinks that he has to stay on in power for the sake of the nation, but people think differently, of course. And another thing is Thailand going to host the APEC meeting later this year. And for Prayut, it is something that he wants to leave behind as his uh, personal legacy that, you know, he who is not known to have any kind of credential in, 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 in diplomacy, in international relations, managed to be the Prime Minister of Thailand at the time of APEC meeting, uh, meeting or, or hosting world leaders. So this is something that he wants to achieve. So he will kind of bang everything on the decision of the Constitutional Court, which up until now has been partial and making decisions in Prayut's favor all along. So he's banking his hopes in that basket, the decision Sunai, of Sunai, may I just ask you, I'm sorry to interrupt. We, Sunai, we only have about a minute left. I just very quickly want to ask you, from your perspective, do you think that elections are going to be happening early next year? Well, election is, it has to happen, put it this way. Election will have to happen. I don't think the military will dare to stage a coup. Otherwise, they will face with the fierce resistance from the Thai population. We are now having uh, the fearless generation who have proven they are being bold, being courage, mm -hmm. and taking to the street over the past three years. And they will see something much bigger mm -hmm. if the military dare to stage a coup or someone dare to derail the timeline of the next election. All right. Well, we have run out of time, so we're going to have to leave the conversation there. Thanks so much to all of our guests, Jade Donovanek, Tinitan Pong Sudirak, and Sunai Pashuk. That's it for the Inside Story podcast. This episode was produced by Mohammed Al-Aishi, Jillian Wolf, Michael Harwood, and Jimmy Gedehun. Studio sound was by Nanda Kishore. The program was edited by Vishnu Sheila, Linda Nguyen, and Joe DeFrias. Be sure to subscribe to the Inside Story podcast to catch every episode. Thank you for listening. We'll be back again on Friday.